When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Guys, I need to ask a serious question. Do you follow Bravo Wild Black on Instagram? And also, do you listen to their podcast? Bravo Wild Black. Because if either of those answers is no, you need to change that, okay? Because if you listen to this podcast, you would definitely wait. I don't know if like I am in any way similar to them. <laughs> so, I don't know if it's like a like an easy segue. But regardless, I love them. So, today here on the podcast, Welcome, by the way. Welcome to She's Startin', and I'm Emily. And all I do is basically use this podcast as an excuse to reach out to my favorite Instagram accounts or Bravo content creators. And I'm always shocked when they say they'll do my podcast. And today was no exception. We chatted about a little bit about the tea that's being released, that's been released from Dave Quinn's new book. Not all diamonds and rose. And then we really go into um, Beverly Hills reunion part two. I hope you all enjoy and stay tuned at the end so I can give you all their Instagram handles. I'll also include everything in the bio for this episode because you must follow them, I tell you. Okay, enjoy. Uh, how did you guys even get into Bravo? Are you lifers? Were you like from birth, basically? Pretty much. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah, I'd say it started with Atlanta, Disney. though, right? Yeah. yeah. It's always Atlanta. It goes back to Atlanta. And, Those are the first BPR. women that like, we related to. Mm-hmm. Oh, and BPR. Like, we from, yeah, and Vanderpump Rules. Like, we went from I Love New York to Real Housewives of Atlanta, and then Vanderpump Rules. And then after Vanderpump Rules, then we're like, okay, let's see what everyone else is about. Vanderpump Rules in its heyday was just chef's kiss like it mm. was so I and I think that's why I'm struggling with it now because I liked when they were just young debaucherous they worked in a restaurant they didn't have any control over production they didn't have know how this whole fame thing worked and now like they're adults and they have homes and they have like new bars that they're opening and it's like it's like too dark or something. I'm like, oh no, I kind of think that this might be like they just you do have to age out of it. I think it's like I think yeah. that's a healthy thing to do. Like if you started at like 
22 years old working in a restaurant as a server and now you're a famous reality star you're just a different person exactly like it's not relatable anymore um and i would have just liked to see maybe like a tom tom spinoff that's what i was i thought for sure they were going to use a bunch of the staff from tom tom instead but instead they're still trying to pretend like raquel works there i'm like she works there for the show like you like poor thing hasn't been like seniority out of that requirement but like you know she's not getting a full section and having to like run drinks and do like a real shift so let's just stop living in a land of pretend um how did you guys start your page i'm very curious about the origin of bravo while black i'd say during the pandemic like we just wanted something to do um and at first it started as like a fun idea that we were you know teasing and then we just kind of got into it and we're like hey you know let's make a podcast especially since we're watching all these bravo shows and we're always talking about them and sending voice notes to each other and (laughs) we did a rough dress episode that nobody will ever see and it was amazing the vibe just just to see how the vibe was and then from there, we just decided to keep going and then create our Instagram page. And, you know, it took off from there. Kaya, did you always know how to run a social media page or did you just kind of learn that through Bravo account stuff? Yeah, I learned it literally just by jumping in and doing it because I would see meme pages and I'm like, oh my God, this is literally so funny. Like, I just want to be a part of it. And especially because I followed all these Bravo accounts, but there weren't many Black people. Like, there's Mani, mainly Bravo. Like, we always credit them with, you know, holding it down for us. And we just wanted to be a part of the conversation. And that was around the time, unfortunately, that George Floyd was murdered. So we were like, okay, we still want to have this podcast, but now it takes on a whole new meaning and a you know a meme page to go along with it um we can raise awareness of the things that are happening on the show obviously sometimes off the show and now i'm getting like an audience of i want everyone to be able to relate to the things that we're saying and posting but especially like black people are hilarious and just just have that kinship and that place where they can go to understand like moments that other people didn't understand or, you know, relate to that we did. And um, I finally like got the hang of it. And people would say, you know, something that I comment on their page, they'll be like, oh my God, that's so funny. You should turn that into a meme. Or me and Aaron will talk about it. Like, oh, we should meme this because this is a hilarious moment. So I just like learned as I went along what people like, what people don't like, how to do it, when to post, what's going to get engaged and what's not. And it's a whole, when you break it down to like algorithm and all that boring stuff, I hate it. But when you just go with your heart, that's what really like gets everyone just being like authentic, really. I, cause I only, when I first started my page, it was, I didn't know how to work any of the technical stuff. And I would just be like, how are these people getting these pictures? Like, how are they getting these videos? Like, it was just so overwhelming. And I was like, I'm just going to basically be. a a fan account that is another like is a fan of fan accounts if that makes sense (laughs) because it was just overwhelming Uh, and then once I learned how to screen record that was like the game changer I was like okay and then I then I started playing with like video shop and like getting into it but the content creation like 
I like that you, because I relate to, I can really appreciate someone's post when I can tell there's a lot of time that went into that. I'm like, you had to put that through this first editor, and then you had to go into this app, and then you had to edit from there and then download that and then save it to this other thing. Like, I can see all that stuff because it's like, it's very time consuming if you want to be real anal about it. Um, but it's, it's, it's an art form. It's like, there should be awards for memes. Because especially the worst too is when you're really proud of something. You're like, when I post it this, flops. I'm about to get, I'm about to get a thousand <laughs> likes in the first minute, and then it's like 27 people liked it in the last hour. And you're like, you don't appreciate art, right? <laughs> like, am I not generous enough? Like, am I not a generous queen? Do you not understand? Are you not entertained? Do you like, not get the nuance of this whole meme mm-hmm. I did? You see what I used here and how I played in the... I mean, get out. Like, some people. Right. And it's always the one that you don't work on that long. Like, one that you post really quick for five minutes. It takes, like, two minutes to maybe put together. Yep. And everybody's like, I love this! And then you can't figure out how to recreate that. You're like, I, I don't... It just happened to hit right. Because, like, I, don't, I wish I could do that every time. I... I can't answer why that one took off. Honestly, though. Let's move into a little tea because I need to talk out my thoughts on some of that book rumor stuff. You know, the Not All Diamonds and Rose, as we know, it's like shook us. The LVP, the LVP rumor or the LVP. Okay, so the executive producer, Chris Cullen, who was very good friends with Kyle and with Lisa Rinna, says, no, it was in fact vanderpump who leaked that story and then she panicked and wanted to control the narrative and then she had a whole meeting about it but that's why she walked off the show i personally think that that is logical it doesn't to me mean that they were right for treating lvp that way i'm like no no they were wrong they were they went way too hard about it but then there's all these things that have come out about this major conspiracy theory like they all got together at some restaurant and had server sign NDAs that said not to talk about what they were discussing and that it was at the beginning of the season Dorit was involved in it my personal take and I'm I'll get yours right after my personal take is that that's a lot of a big conspiracy theory just to avoid saying yeah she probably did leak the story it's not that big of a deal that she did it they all leak stories they just decided to boom jump on it because she was going through a lot emotionally. I think she got a little sloppy in her snaking. So what are your thoughts on this whole thing? It's just like, I don't, the power that Lucy Lucy Apple Juice has is like <laughs> the power that I want someday because it's like, we're <laughs> still talking about this years later. I think that everyone knows that Lisa absolutely leaked the story. And well, for me personally, because Radar Online was the source, It's it was the page six now for some reason page six gets all the housewives news or the housewives rumors whatever it is everyone's going to page six but radar online at its height it would get the vanderpump rules rumors it would get all the housewives rumors really but especially the beverly hills rumors and lisa vanderpump and radar online was kind of like hand in hand um so i 100 percent feel that she leaked it and they kind of like took it and ran and lisa definitely wants to control the narrative around her which is why you know her last season was her last season so i i kind of believe that on, on both sides that there was a lot of like calculating going on it's just like that whole rumor with uh potomac and how 
they had a dinner when they were going to say that, you know, Monique's baby, like, wasn't her husband's baby. Like, that, it's that same vein of the housewife's calculation behind Andy's, I mean, not Andy's back, but behind each other's back, planning this thing to take it on TV. And I just feel like it might have gotten too far. But Lisa Vanderpump absolutely leaked that. Aaron, what are your thoughts? Agree. I, like, I think we know that she leaked it for sure. But I love the fact that she tries to control her, her narrative. I think that's one of the things that I admire about her the most. Like, the fact that she was willing to call a meeting, a town hall, I'd, I'd rather say, and, and sit everybody down to be like, hey, believe me. You have to believe me. You have no choice. Right. She right. kind of did that on camera. Remember when she met with, it was Ken, Dorit, PK, LVP, and she, they said, you need to say that you do not believe she leaked this story or we're not friends anymore. Yeah. It's insane. <laughs> she said that on camera. And she's well, like, I can't say that because it's a lie. And by the way, they were all like, we just want you to say it. Like, we just want you to say you do it, please. But LVP will never be got caught. No, no, no. LVP will never on the record be caught, even off the record. She even off the record knows how to avoid saying exactly what she wants to have done. She's really good. Yeah. And this was when Vanderpump Rules was still really good. Like this was, yep. this was when, what was that? I think it was what, season six, maybe it might, it might have been between like season six and seven ish. Yeah. I think that, you're right. That was happening at the same time. So she thinks that she has, oh, well, not only am I LVP, queen of Beverly Hills. But I'm also Vanderpump of Vanderpump Rules. And guess what? Jax is doing something stupid right now. I can control all of them. So I have the upper hand. So did she threaten production? Probably. 100%. And like you see a noticeable difference with LVP on VPR after she leaves Housewives. She like needs right. it a little bit more. So she's showing up more. She's right. making herself oh, yeah. more a part of their storylines. Like she's being like, let me go pretend like I care about their personal lives and just be inserted into it like Mama Bear even more than she already was. Everyone comes to Villarosa because guess what? Now <laughs> I need to be a part of these storylines. I didn't care before, but now I do. But she, I mean, nothing makes her happier than forcing these poor people to come to her Villa Rosa establishment so that she can be like, oh, this old thing. <laughs> like, oh, you mean, I'm oh, just this? feeding my swans right now. I'm no, just feeding the ponies. I'm just feeding. It's like she just can't get enough of that. And so she's fine. Like, I feel like they didn't realize that giving her VPR was going to bite them in the end because she's like, once that's good, I'm out. Like, who who wouldn't prefer to be like the center queen versus that's among a housewives cast? Like, they're going to just, yeah, like, I, I would prefer it. Uh, okay, real <laughs> quick before we get into Beverly Hills, because uh, I want to do a whole recap of that second part. Um, where are you guys on the Lisa Barlow Whitney of it all from SLC? I'm team Lisa Barlow. Right, thank you. Go ahead, Karen. I'm team Lisa Barlow. I love Lisa. I have been standing for Lisa. A lot of people might say, like, that whole restaurant situation was, like, a setup. But honestly, I'm going to believe Lisa. I just think it's a coincidence that they put all of that together. I had no idea what, what Whitney was talking about. 
Mm-hmm. I just feel like Lisa. Um, okay, so I think that Whitney wants to be Lisa's friend so bad. Like I can't relate. Um, so it's just yeah. it, it's just weird to me to see that, and also just with this whole Angie Harrington thing, um, Sarah Paulson thing. Dude, she is Sarah Paulson. She is Sarah Paulson. That's Sarah Paulson. You can't tell me it's not Um, Sarah Paulson. The catering company straight up said, like, hey, Lisa, this is not Lisa. So it's like, what more do you want from her? I think that Whitney and Heather need to be liked by everyone, but especially by someone who's a queen bee like Lisa and Meredith. So they're willing to do anything. And Whitney thinks that she has the upper hand because Lisa is looking a little shady in situations. But at the end of the day, it's just very clear that you want to be friends with her so badly that it's like, it's kind of backfiring. But it's making Lisa into a villain. And I hope that she leans into it. I would love to see a Lisa Barlow villain season because she's already been presented as the mean girl. So, okay, if she's the mean girl, let me show you mean girl. (laughs) i i'm right there with you like i and like let's okay it's not that absurd because they do plan things for filming it's like they know cameras are going to be there they know what day they have to show up i i think that it's totally plausible that she said we'll talk about this on camera so we can clear this up where they went wrong was having whitney there they could have had meredith they could have had mary but they had whitney who's so paranoid she's like always panicked and by the way, it's being that it's staged, it's not that big of a deal, Whitney. She then took it to this whole time you've been trying to be my friend was just one big conspiracy. No, she was just trying to like be your friend because the whole group is like sick of the drama. And she was being right. like, th- but she also, because personally, when that Angie girl started to say shit about her friend of 20 years, I was like, dude, if my friend of 20 years came on my reality show that I was already on for one season <laughs> and befriended my enemy? Uh-uh. uh-uh. Like, do, you, do I care that that's your 18th cousin removed? Yeah, like, no, she's like, we're cousins. I was like, because I have a friend of 20 years and I like looked at her sideways just thinking about it. I'm like, Heather, if you ever, <laughs> ever did that to me. I mean, it's like warfare when you go on these shows, so you cannot... So I was already looking at her sideways, like, why would you do that? Like, you can't... And if you're not friends for real, then don't come on as... Like, don't get the title card Lisa's friend. Right. Come on as Lisa's enemy. Yeah. So, okay, I'm glad we're all on the same page there. I feel feel like we were going to be, but I just wanted to make sure. All right. (laughs) Let's move into the second part of the BH reunion. And it starts off with a bang right away uh, with Erica giving the, I told him, if you are in love with someone else, divorce me. And and then Andy goes, and what did he say? Nothing. <laughs> you do it I know, so when good. Erica says nothing, my skin, no. like the hairs in the back of my neck stand up. Yes, Just because of that moment that she had. She's a serpent when she does that. Nothing like her, <laughs> like her fangs go up. I need her to not do it that. Venom. Yeah. Um, and then he's like, you know, were you faithful to him? And that long pause. I was like, uh oh. She's like, wait, what could come out? What? Well, um, think about uh, well, uh, not when I filed for divorce. I was like, oh, girl, <laughs> that did not. <laughs> Sound very convincing. 
because honestly, it, it would make more sense if we got like, he was cheating, I was cheating, we had a bit of an arrangement there, we loved each other, but we kind of knew what it was. I don't know, but we're just getting this like half answer. So we go into the Erica package. And I love that they remind her that she said in Dorit's car in the episode one that she just loves talking to Tom at length now, having dinners together, how Tom lets her be herself, how Tom is proud of her and just over the top with all that stuff. Uh, but then we it's, it transitions into uh, the La Quinta dinner where she's like wasted and she's like, well, I figured he was with some other woman. And they're like, what? And she's like, yeah, like, (laughs) I guess we'll talk about that. Uh, And then but then she says, like, he resented my success and he wouldn't hug me. And all of these things, if you like, like all of these points are like, in my opinion, they're about to start one direction and they veer another direction. So like right when I'm like, oh, we're going to go down this path of him being like a mean man. It doesn't work. Then if you go, he was he was slowly getting Alzheimer's and losing it because it's like, well, then how? If you know this man is in a mental decline, wouldn't you be like, it's okay if he's a little cold to me? That's my biggest thing here is just that I don't, I don't put it past, I'm sorry, any man to, you know, I just feel like, you know, like a lot of them cheat, okay? Exactly. Let's just say a lot of them cheat. I'm going to get it out there. A lot yes. of them cheat. I'm not going to say all. But especially someone with millions and millions and millions and millions of dollars who went to a, you know, place and got Erica. Like, I, I 100% believe that he was cheating. But I also feel like she then knew about it. She was fine with it. She kept spending the money. And now I believe that he is mentally not there anymore. And it could be a decline that we're seeing. but you're his wife this is the four worst part so this is why i don't have the sympathy is because it's the for better you were there for and even when it came to him maybe not letting her do certain things her giving up her checks whatever you were his wife in every other way but now that he is where he is you're out so your vows basically meant nothing and you put in so much time with a much older man. What did you expect yeah. the end of his life to be? Like Garcelle said, shouldn't you wait? <laughs> shouldn't you wait? Put in all this time? Woman, stick around. Wait till he goes. So that's why we don't believe that you didn't know. And that's why you got out. We not, I don't think any of us would put it past her if she was like, oh, I saw what was coming. And I said, bye, motherfucker. I can't believe you pulled me into this. Instead, it's there's so much more there. She keeps saying that. She keeps saying it's not mm-hmm. just the cheating. It's not just the Alzheimer's. Um, and then, OK, so I think the reason why she threw in the I wasn't in control of my finances was because Andy got her because she when he said, I know what you make on the show. She was like, fuck. Uh, yeah, I'm sitting here. I wasn't in control. Yeah, I wasn't in control of my finances. And I, so I tried to live in a place of that being a possibility. I was like, okay, let me go back and review some dates and let me see if maybe this could be. So she says when she, when Yolanda is leaving David, that that's when she supposedly flipped open Tom's phone and found all the cheating stuff, which was only in 2015, by the way. And so she has, she has this revelation. Then she says, my job, my, my idea was just to work. 
And so she gets the book and she gets the shoe dazzle and Too Faced. And everything happens between like 2018 and 2019. Coincidentally, that's when she's she's just been named in a lawsuit right before that. So to me, it makes more sense if she was like, oh, fuck, I need to get out. But then so do you guys think that she was giving her money to Tom? Do you live in a place where that is real? And I'm okay with it either way because it doesn't really affect anything. I don't know. I yeah. honestly don't know what to think of that. Is because okay, if they are married and he's in that strong position, and you know they share like she she's never even had a debit card or used a debit card or anything before. So I guess if she's going with that story, it could be a possibility. But what she's saying is, me reading between the lines, it seems like she's saying in 2015 I found out that he was cheating. So I started to work, you know her getting the show was the number one thing but after that she started to work on all those things that you named and then she got chicago it seemed like erica was getting her escape plan ready like right? she's not she's a smart woman i'm sorry like you can tell and she says it to herself she was getting her escape plan ready covid hit all these lawsuits hit and she just didn't get out early enough if she was giving all her checks to to tom it just it kind of doesn't makes sense to me because she's saying that this man has no money so then how are you affording anything she lives in a multi-million dollar house she has makeup artists she has to travel she has all these different things it just it's just not adding up to me yeah i agree <laughs> i don't know what to believe and i and i thought about it long and hard too when she was saying all this stuff but it's like Erica. One thing I will say is that she's a quick response. Like she has an answer for everything, even even if she doesn't. Like she comes up with one, and I don't know how she does it. Like it just takes five seconds. So I don't know what to believe and what not to believe. It's it's all still very confusing. And when she says that, it's like I get it because it's not making any sense. Like I'm confused most of the time. So I don't know who's lying and who's telling the truth. But yeah. clearly she was lying about, you know, certain things about her marriage. Okay, but like when she wrote that book and the book is saying that her name is on the on everything, it's like, how can you be so submissive and not know about anything, but you're writing in your book that your name is on everything. So it's like you're lying then or you're lying now. And it's either That's way. A yeah, great yeah. Point. Exactly. That's exactly. a great point because we've been forced to watch you as a reality star for all these years. Have you just been lying this entire time? And the answer is yeah. yeah. Which is absurd to like to process as a fan of the show because like even just with the car accident, how she's like, oh, he broke his ankle. And so then we're like, oh, wait, that was a lie. And then, you know, all these things about Tom being great. That was a lie. Because if this man really was forcing her to hand over every dollar that she made, that is a scary relationship. Yeah. No matter and how that you slice just it. Means that her money is getting dissolved in these lawsuits, which I mean, rightfully so, because at the end of the day, if you want to play dumb or you want to play smart, regardless you were spending that money and that money was illegally got so i just don't feel bad for you like if all of your housewives money your book deal money your shoe dazzle money your erica jane money if all that got dissolved with tom's things it's because you know you shared everything so you inherited that debt and you deserve to inherit some of it because that's what you signed up for you didn't have any problem spending his money so I don't know. It's just, it's such a tricky situation. 
she even bragged about it one reunion i think it was like her first reunion maybe uh when andy was like what does tom think when he gets that bill for your glam squad she's like we don't have one we don't have a conversation about it very proud of the fact that like Mm -hmm. money is no issue i wanted to know your thoughts like speaking of the accident thing when she says that like she found them and obviously in the other other episodes she was like oh allegedly and then she brings up that it was her son that like helped her find them what do you think what do you think about this like did her son come and help her find him and then they went to the hospital and then she took over from there was her son involved in this at all? Did this accident even happen? What is a switchback? Like, I am dying to know. What do you think of this whole accident story? What is this? Because I still don't get it. I think that when the son part came out, that's when she was, she had forgotten her story. Remember, that's when she was like, like I told you guys, Tom got in an accident and, uh, <laughs> like your son was there and i think she just like i think she was like i need to come up with something else because you know i have been like okay this is like reference for why no lying i ran restaurants in la for 10 years i was a manager i was like the i have seen people lie to my face about some crazy crazy stuff and the and it's she does a lot of tells that are very typical of lying like you up the ante every detail is like one step up and so she's like I, and I told you guys that in La Quinta and that she didn't say that in La Quinta. She didn't mention that one time. So I think she should have, if she was going to talk about it again at the reunion, she would have mentioned her son. She said, I found Tom. I thought your son helped you find Tom. Wouldn't he, wouldn't she have said that in there? Now let's also go to a place of, let's pretend this is real. Okay. Let's say your 80 year old grandpa who, you know, is mentally not great. Um, Although she's trying to say that the accident brought this on. So let's, okay, 80-year-old grandpa, he's doing great, but he's in his 80s, period. He gets in a car accident. He drives off a switchback cliff. He's unconscious for 12 hours. And I go, get in the car, grandpa. You're going to go to the hospital now. You're going to get into my Porsche, and we're going to go to the hospital together. And I drive him to the hospital. The doctors take x-rays and do the thing. We're sitting back in the like waiting area where like at the bed, you know, where he's been, he's been like put there on monitors and they go, okay, we want to operate to, you know, make sure his ankle isn't totally fucked. And she says, hold on, give me those x-rays and then takes a picture and sends it to her very dear friend who is an orthopedic surgeon. And he says, get out of there. I can fix that another time. And the hospital says, Bye, Grandpa. We don't need to keep you overnight for monitoring to make sure you're okay because you were just unconscious for 12 hours. No, they'd be like, well, we're keeping him overnight. Like, like, I don't know why you don't want us to operate. Uh, He shouldn't go under anesthesia. That's not true. Like, basically, any emergency surgery is a result of, like, traumatic brain injury. That happens all the time in car accidents. So I think it's a complete lie i think he got into a minor car accident hurt his ankle and then she's like that could be conveniently what we use later i know that's dirty and it's it's like gnarly to say that but it it just in no medical field would someone say at a hospital after he's been admitted yeah go ahead get out of here no surgery don't worry about it discharged you get people get stuck at a hospital for days just because they have like a head injury because they want to make sure you're okay 
They would definitely exactly. try to uh, keep you. It just doesn't matter how you flip it. This just yeah. doesn't make sense. She could she could end up telling the truth, and I would still be like, I don't know. Oh my god. <laughs> Which is why I think she should have kept these car accident stories. Like as soon as I heard them, I'm like, oh gosh, here we go. Like, why would you take him and then like why would you take him to the hospital? Why wouldn't you call the ambulance? Like, why wouldn't you like everybody would be outside my house if that was happening? I would be like, Are you right. okay? I would literally right. be on Instagram live, I would be recording, <laughs> I would be like doing pulling crime scene evidence together and trying to figure some shit out like what happened and then the your first instinct is just to be like oh come on get in the car let's go to the hospital and then she's like no no you're not gonna operate on him and how did she know that he was unconscious (laughs) for 12 hours too like what this isn't making any sense did she and he was in your backyard yeah, how do you have like a do you have like a camera on him showing that he's unconscious? How did you know it was twelve hours? Were you waiting for him to like die and you were like, actually, you know what? I'm actually gonna save his life. She cool. must have like a ER in her backyard or some shit. I don't know. Like they I set can't. up like an emergency triage in the backyard. Has to be. Honestly though. <laughs> the um, Pfizer tents. She has a Pfizer tent in her backyard. <laughs> <laughs> Um, she also keeps doing something too, where which is like a real big tell of lying. Is she keeps saying this is the truth? This is the truth. When she talks about him, she's like, we've all seen the pictures of him with the black eye. We've all seen that he is in a memory care facility. I'm. It's proving that I am telling the truth. It's like, okay, girl, I get that you have to be a little defensive, but that's a big tell when it comes to people lying. And then we get the, I call it the classic misdirect of Erica Jane. Then she tells the story of the flip phone and texting, nice tits, stupid bitch, and then <laughs> laughing about it. And, you know, it was a flip phone, and so I couldn't figure out how to put any spaces. And I was like, classic misdirect. Like, this is like a lawyer tactic where they, like, put your put something shiny over here. And so we kind of forget that what she just told us made no sense. Now I like, did like that story. I did appreciate it. Like that She's was the good at one. it. <laughs> that was the best. No, I, I needed her to address that though because I remember just us as a community, as a as the Bravo community. Like I don't care if you are Team Candice or Team Monique. I don't care if you're Team LVP or Team The Rest. We all got together that Friday night. It came out when that shit was up there for like twenty minutes <laughs> and screenshot it. We all googled Justice Trisha A. Bigelow. We were all like, I've never felt a sense of community as close knit <laughs> as when that moment happened. So when she finally addressed it, I held like that's how nosy I am. I held my breath so I wouldn't miss a word because I wanted to know why she did that. Who was this woman? Why she lied to Garcelle? What was she doing that night? Like, it was just, mwah. And then I like when uh, the question was, Erica, were you drunk when you posted that? And she goes, I was angry. Oh, I was angry. <laughs> she was both. She makes, the, she was both. She's <laughs> drunk at this reunion. I'm sorry. Like, this woman is wasted. Like, when when, when Dorit said to, to Garcelle, she's like, I don't think you look miserable, but you check out. And Garcelle's like, check out. I show up. Erica's like, show up. I show up. I'm like, girl. 
She like even looked at Andy like right, and it's like I know I was talking to you, but it's okay. Like, <laughs> you will have a and lot of time. <laughs> it does seem like she's trying to. I will say that's why it's like I don't know if she's lying necessarily by like those moments when she repeats herself because it seems like she's trying to do this reunion, speed up the process, get it over with, so she doesn't have to keep addressing these things. That's like when she is. said, when she said, um, I just want to put this behind me. I was like, right. girl, this is, you got years. That's, We're that's still finding out is. stuff to this day. And that's why she's okay, I think, with Andy asking so many questions so she can just answer them and get it over with. And she doesn't have to, like, keep this going. Um, because he, he asked her a lot. Like, I mean, these questions were pretty intense way did you more see intense. how like she kept putting her hand up like that to like kind of stop him like because he was kind of rapid firing and she was like oh hold on hold on hold on and then <laughs> she, she like snippy yeah. a few times and she's like i can't answer that question yeah and then when she said sorry i'm not angry i'm angry <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> what a moment and i what a I don't moment know. i don't know i kind of just think that i also don't like really feel anything for her because she could have easily just not talked about this i -hmm. think because there have been so many lawsuits and so many things going on that even dorit like all the housewives are like i can't speak about this because it's a legal matter and this is something serious so you took the most serious thing possible and you decided like no i'm gonna have my season i'm going to address it so it was a gross miscalculation on her part. And this reunion is a chance for her to seem, you know, re- not redeem herself because it's, she can't redeem herself at this point. We saw the whole season and how she behaves when the season airs. But it, it was a moment for her to, you know, present more clarity to these wild moments that we don't understand that seem like lies. And for some reason, some people are like, oh, okay. Things are actually adding up, you know, she's trying to do the best that she can, but it's me on my side. I was reading about how she was prepped for this reunion, of course, by her lawyers. There are things that you can't answer, things that you can't answer, but I remember specifically her lawyers saying in an interview, I don't know if it was the New York Times or the LA Times, but they were like, we prepped and we told her that it's okay to be humble. I have not seen a moment of humbleness from her. We need to see, even when she says alleged victims, whatever, these are victims. We don't see any humbleness or we don't see any sympathy, empathy for these people from her. And that's what's, and she's making it worse and worse. And I guess on the third and fourth, maybe we, you know, I'll eat my words, but so far, just the way that she's acting, she doesn't seem sorry for them. And I think it's because she thinks that if she says that it will be like an admission of guilt, which it's not. And she might feel that I didn't do it to them. He did it to them. And I don't know. So by apologizing, it seems like I'm guilty, but no, that's not the truth. We just want to see that you are human. We don't want you to keep up with this whole, I'm Erica Jane cold hearted bitch thing, because this is not working at all. It's not, it's not. You're right. She's even like going so far as to, believe tom could maybe be innocent and say you know like andy's like do you really think that there's a possibility that that, that he could be innocent yes how 
we don't like I I get that you're innocent until proven guilty, but he was the only one that could have robbed these people of their money. So that's where I start to think that I just go back and forth like this with was this all a whole big scheme because she wants to make sure she has that money. So she's hoping everything gets dropped and they can go back to being these rich people and she can get her payout that she's waited, you know, 22 years of a marriage for. But girl, there's voicemails of him calling these people being like, I'm a good guy. Don't be mad at me. Let me work on something about, you know, let me get your money somehow. There's just evidence upon evidence that there's no question. Girl, right. she's not angry enough at him. And, you know, she's going to snap at Crystal for it, I think, on the next part. But she's still. Ooh, I can't wait. Cause sorry. And, when Andy goes, you just bit Crystal's head off. And she's like, am I angry enough for you? Okay, never mind. You took it to the next level. Rather, nothing checks her. Like, nothing gets her. She's like, that's why I'm feisty. I'm like, that's a cute version (laughs) of what you are. Feisty. I did understand, like, where she was coming from, kind of, which, where, when she said, there's so many sides of this to, like, because if she's too apologetic, then they think, like, she's a victim, like you said. So it's like, it's it's finding that middle ground, I think, that's very difficult for her. Like, especially in, if she's not being as supportive to Tom, it's like, oh, was the marriage real? Like, is, she's trying, is she trying to take some of the pressure off herself and put it on Tom? So it's like, I don't, I don't know. I do and think that, that she's damned if she is and damned if yeah. she doesn't, but at the same time, you you if you are not a part of this whole scheme that he's been doing when he was before the accident when he was of sound mind and heart and you're not blaming him for everything that's going on like you said his life is already over so even if you say oh this man did literally everything i hate him it doesn't affect him like you're not going to make anything worse for him you're just like making things worse for yourself you're not mad enough at tom like she's not she's not i don't care and when andy asks the questions he's like so why didn't you leave tom sooner like when they talk about the cheating and she's like the cheating was a part of it and then the question is okay well so then you're also saying that he got alzheimer's and you left she's like hold on uh it's not fair to say that he got alzheimer's and i left um in this accident i was the one who found him i was the one okay but you still didn't answer why you left why'd you leave what was the thing that made you leave if it wasn't that you were aware of all this liability we just need you to say that erica just one damn time okay she'll never say it ever nothing nothing (laughs) she will say nothing (laughs) (laughs) that's what i also want to know okay so now that we're talking to other people about this because we already discussed it in our podcast and shit but what do you think about the day that she left because now when she's talking about the day that she left she's saying that she found these things she's you know quick wittily you know texting about bitches about stuff and the story was is that she literally dropped this man off at work and never came home again so a lawyer gets up and goes to the office pretty early. That's around like eight o'clock. Um, you got to get dressed. You got to get ready. You got to brush your teeth. I don't understand where you have the time. If you are about to leave your husband of 20 years to decide to text that. Dishes. I don't know. Was she saying, weird. was she saying that she got those texts and then left that next day? She said the day of. 
I need to read. I got the impression that she was talking about. Oh yeah, you're right. She did. He said the day of. Ooh, that's what I don't understand because you're when she right. told the story, she was saying that she just dropped them off at home and left. And I'm like, so when did you have the time to do all this? Wait a minute. Like, you're right. Okay, she said. She said you're know. right. The day <laughs> she left. She said the day she left. I'm completely honest. Yeah, I could, I could find a time. Yeah, but (laughs) same. That's why I got quiet. I was like, yeah. But I don't think that Erica Jane has the time to though. That's a difference because Erica Jane is on Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, and she's about to leave her husband of 20 years. Finally, about to get set free. She's about to kiss him, drop him off at work. She wouldn't have time, to, but Kaya. <laughs> hold on, wait, hold on, hold on. I do agree that, like, I have the, t- I have that time to be petty, also. Mm-hmm. But then, okay, let's go say, let's uh, let's say she's done that. She finds even another person to text, nice tit, stupid bitch, and then she's then she's gone. Okay, so let's say that really did happen. <laughs> the first story she tells us and her friends is that Tom was so cold. And uh, the conversations we used to have were reduced down to a sentence or two. I couldn't live that way anymore. That's the first story we got. Why did she decide then? It's like she, this is my theory. She thought she could get away with just that story. She wasn't Mm -hmm. sure what was going to come out. She wasn't sure what card she'd have to play to make this look real. So she's like, let's go with I'm I'm, you know, an abandoned housewife, basically. And all I wanted was love from my five foot five old ass husband. A short Bitch, key. Please. Um, <laughs> yeah, because even the, the I'm remembering like the story that she told. She's like, I told him that I love you, and he didn't. He either didn't say anything back, or he was like, "Thanks, babe," or something. Thanks, hon. He was so cold then. So you told him that you loved him after you went through his phone and you found out that he was texting other women. Like, I don't know. It it doesn't ever add up. And then when she talks about Tom not coming to her show on Chicago, when she talks about that, that was a time where she was kind of slowly planning her escape, according to one version of her story. So now when she talks about it, shouldn't she be like, oh, I don't fucking care if he showed up. I was so done with him. I wanted out. I knew he was cheating. I knew he wasn't a good person. I wanted out. But then she goes, he was also in New York or D.C. and he didn't come to my show. I'm like, but then wasn't he declining mentally? What's that man doing just traveling around the world? Like, I can't. Unless, the only way any of this makes sense is if she's literally been plotting this whole time. Exactly. That's the only way that this makes sense, because then... I would respect that. I, I Me can too. understand her saying, I love you, like, after that, because she's getting her shit together on the side. Like, I could see that. So, I don't know. I'm just going to go with that, and I'm going to hope it's that. I'm going to hope that she was trying to, like, fix the situation and and pull something together on the side. I don't know. Aaron is, like, struggling. Aaron's, like, trying to land on us. It's stressing me the hell out. I actually had to take a few days... I had to take a few days away from it before I could even make a post because I was like, it's giving me a headache. Like, I can't. Yeah. I can't. Like, she's just this so, and she's me. good at it. Um, But wait, let's talk real quick about Rena doing the most next to Erica the whole time. Like, when Andy goes, knowing what you know now, would you still marry Tom? And Erica's like, I'm at the point where I'm trying to figure out what the fuck 
happened. And Renna goes, Oh, yeah. <laughs> that I, friend I, that we all deserve, though. Like, it's, it's as much as I hate to say it, it's just how she's ready to vouch for Erica. Like, she's on the edge of her seat and she's like, Yeah, she didn't know. She's like answering every time Erica answers, she, she follows up. And You're right. Like, yeah, she didn't know. Yeah. But I want to know why, though, because I have not seen them have a close kinship like that. And I've, I've gotten in trouble for, like, saying this, but it's just, I want to know what Erica has on me, Serena. I think that she has something on me. Allegedly, they're working friendship. together. They have to be. They have to be. It doesn't make sense if it's not that. Like, there's, it's like they, I, my only thing that can kind of make sense because it's, like, vague enough is that Kyle, Dorit, Rena, Erica all have like each other's secret, and they're mm-hmm. like, "Don't worry, mm-hmm. I promise not to bring up yours if you don't bring up mine." That's on literally camera. Pretty Little Liars, <gasps> right? Yes, totally. <laughs> it's, giving, it's giving A. It's giving A. Oh, I just yeah. fit. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Even Dorit, even Dorit has been like a little on Erica's ass, like as far as defending her. Sutton was just quiet. I don't know what. Sutton well, then Kyle decided to go. <laughs> Kyle's all Sutton didn't even know she had a baseball team. I'm like Kyle, be quiet. <laughs> like that's neither here nor there. Wrong. Erica does not have a baseball team, and um, but Dorit is, is she's scared of Erica. I think we all know this. Yeah. I don't know why, but she is. She's afraid of Erica, so that's why. <laughs> but the rest of them, <laughs> I just don't get she it. She has some shit on them. Something on Harry Hamlin gotta be. He is doing more, like I said. He is doing more than working in that backyard. Oh, I love that. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, I like how Erica's whole package wraps up with her saying, I have to survive this. I just turned 50. And that's why I'm feisty. I'm like, okay. And we're done for now. Like, she needs to take a break. She needs to go take another shot of tequila. And powder. Like, and powder everything. Um, <laughs> but when they but move into what a strong end, what I a must say. not only did she end it strong, she said, "That's why I'm feisty." And then she said, "Hand me that tissue," and perfectly dab <laughs> a this tear. Is me. <laughs> um, Andy moves into the Dorit package, and I'm going to say something. This is where I. It's proven to me that Dorit is too sensitive for reality tv she immediately got like defensive like andy's like dorit has a gift of gab and it's a gift that keeps on giving and giving and dorit's like and i'm proud of it like she's just so insecure and she looks like she's about to cry i'm like girl if you can't make fun of yourself at all then we have a problem and this is why you're boring this season like i know you gave us diametrical opposite yeah, I know you did. gave I know you gave us a few like really good reactions. Two truths and a lie. Two truths. <laughs> and then the most intimate details. Like those were her three things this It's just her accent that she gave this season. And, and she's supposed to be the child like, of the she... world, right? Yeah, she is. <laughs> um, I will say that even though I'm mad at her, she was the best dressed there. And her hair. Yeah. Her hair. Her hair was like what Kyle's hair should have been. <laughs> what you ordered versus what you got. In Kyle's defense, she was doing the Halloween movie. That's what. <laughs> she was. Get, she was going for Halloween horror. 
She it was full blown butterfly clip nineties energy. Like I did that to like my hair when I was in like um I think my I think my sixth grade uh re- uh yearbook <laughs> picture was me with like two bangs like in the front and like butterfly clips and like spiky hair in the back so i was like this is nostalgic but not in the way she meant for it to be i don't think um when they they go to they were all going somewhere else and that's why kathy was confused like she was like this can't be my backyard (laughs) yeah i was confused too i was right with kathy that was hideous like kathy's backyard at all she was probably offended i'm like this is your version is it and she wouldn't wow. claim it. She would not claim it. She's like, okay, if you say so. Nice. Cute. <laughs> um, the package that they show for Dorit, I know that it was supposed to show like Dorit talking a lot, but really it showed how much shit Kyle talked about Dorit this season. Ooh. And yet Garcelle is the one who got attacked by Dorit because Dorit was like, I need to have a storyline. So Garcelle's a good one. Um, but Kyle has so many little jabs in her jabs. Little jabs. And by the way, her jab hand really, she keeps going little jabs. That's not a jab hand. Okay. That's like a sprinkle water. Jab History. is like jab. So she's, <laughs> she's like little jabs. I'm like, you need to get your hands right. Um, but then I have a question. Okay. So Andy's like, Hey, Kyle, Dorit. Garcelle and Carlton, which was, I liked how he referenced that for just to be shady. Uh, they say you talk too much and maybe you're the problem. How do you guys feel about that? Do you guys think Kyle needs to shut up sometimes? I don't think that she necessarily needs to shut up. I think that she is the problem, though. We've seen Thank that you. she's the problem. She's the ringleader. And um, I, I don't have, think she needs to. Even though I hate it. <laughs> Go ahead, Aaron. Yeah, I think she needs to shut up, too, because... She just speaks at the wrong times, like, even with the whole Sutton thing with the baseball team. I'm just like, if you're not, if you don't have shit to say about Erica, and you can't, like, come to terms with that and just be honest with your true feelings, then don't talk about anything. Stop throwing other people under the bus because you can't, you don't have the courage to address your own feelings towards the situation. Last season... Last season two, Kyle was like on a rampage. At the beginning of the season, she got really paranoid that they were going to come for her. So she was more than happy to misdirect it to Denise. Because remember, she was like snapping at everyone. She was like, fuck you, Dory. Erica, you don't have any real friends. Like all in one scene. So <laughs> she was a mess last season. But it's because there was no one there to check her at all. And so I was like, wait, is Kyle terrible? And then she, she, is. she is. But like, she's really she's she's good at it she's basically a a producer yeah she's i mean this whole she actually kind of needed lvp on the show because lvp sort of distracted me from kyle's sneakiness Mm -hmm. and now that lvp has gone i'm like oh my god it was kyle (laughs) yeah it was was like kyle all along um and then so we had the lvp lvp left and then we had like last season, we just wanted Teddy to not be there. So like that also distracted us from Kyle. So Teddy saved Kyle last season. And this season what saved her was Kathy and her nose job. Oh, God, so she looks, just, like, she looks yes. better than ever. Like there, none of us mm-hmm. can say shit about that. She looks amazing. That was good. Word. It definitely like, distracted me for a while. Because 
I think the third episode, I was still like, wow, her nose looks great. Like, not even realizing. Oh, no, I like that Dr. Mir- Vlad- Dr. Vladimir Gregorontis, or whatever his name is, like, he got business because people are like, if- I need you to do that. I need you to do because when she said the doctor said it was going to take 10 years off my face and I'm like well it did how how did it do that do it let's let's go like I'm I'm making a phone call as soon as I got the coins together let's go because do that because baby do you think that Dorit did it actually i got really mad i got really mad at editors i don't like when they do that shady thing where like like when they'll show like so last season they did it to garcelle when garcelle said to rena you know does you dancing naked on instagram affect your daughter who has body image issues she actually followed it up and said because my son has struggled with sobriety and i blame myself which would have made it seem like a whole different scene, but instead they cut the right. part where she talked about her own son and made it seem like she just very shady asked, hey, you know, are you making your daughter have an eating disorder? So they did it again to to Dorit. They had this never before scene that they showed the following week, but the first time they showed it through, it was just them all saying, "I Dorit's going, I didn't get a nose job. And they like slow pan to everyone's face being like, okay, sure. <laughs> and then they do that really shady side by side of her when she was young, like just clearly a very bad angle. And then her now. So just, they were clearly trying to say she was lying the very following week. The never before scene is her at the consultation with Kyle and him talking about how she needs a nose job. I was like, mm. You guys are dirty. Yeah, I think that she has a really good contour, but I will say I would have cursed the doctor out. Like, excuse uh-huh. me. He was like, oh, not looking at it. Yeah, it is. Do you think it's wide? Do you think your nose is wide? Like, excuse me? No. But she's like, now I do. <laughs> and he goes, I agree. It was so rude. What a doctor. <laughs> He's like, I need this business. I'll do all of you. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I'll just get in like behind someone. Do you mind? Just pretend I'm a housewife. Just do it. <laughs> um, so I thought Garcelle really came to Dorit's defense, even though she didn't need to. When Andy's Andy brings up Dorit saying, you know, all the people that work for me are black and Mexican and Filipino. And like, do you realize that you stuck your foot in your mouth with that? And then he turns it to Garcelle and Garcelle could have easily been like, yeah, she missed the point. Instead, she's like, it was a tough conversation. And she threw her ass a bone. And that was mm-hmm. that was a class act because she spent Dorit's been nothing but a nightmare. This whole reunion up to this point, And Garcelle helped your ass out. Yeah. Garcelle did it. Yeah. And she did. But it's also if she would have reacted the way that she should have the fans would uh, again get up in arms and say that she's making it a race thing and that she already settled it with Dorit. They said that they were going to be cool and she's bringing it up again. So it's another like damned if you do, damned if you don't moment. And she, I, I hate that she has to go through that, but you know, she handled it well and it's okay because in the ways that Garcelle doesn't drag her castmates, we do. Because we're not on the show. So, you know. Did you see Dorit smirk? Like, when she did it, too? Dorit's like, yeah, I'm going to have to kiss her ass a little bit next season. <laughs> I, you're right. No, I saw. No, for sh- she literally went, okay. 
All right. I like see her. Yeah, maybe she's not so bad. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Maybe she is the total diametrical opposite of what <laughs> I thought. Maybe how my mom has a black friend, she can be my black friend. I like when when Dorit's like it's Dorit gets the credit for diametrical opposite, but I like how Garcelle in that moment goes, "Oh my god, oh my like, god!" Like it was just like it was, "Oh my god!" Like that that moment, I that just could, is, I could watch it over and I over. Love that. Me too. I, I love, love that moment. <laughs> Uh, that's a moment that i love and the other moment is when i don't think that i think that we're all like even though we're team sutton now i you know i don't forget how she acted earlier in the season uh that moment with goes, oh my god but then the ugly leather pants moment it's like we're all not acknowledging <laughs> that everyone acted crazy and we're like she just said ugly, ugly leather pants because we <laughs> thought she was going to say something worse. I'm like, what did y'all think Steinle was going to say? Is You're Steinle right. behind the scenes saying like things that she shouldn't be saying? Garcelle's like, no, 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 no. Oh, okay. Ugly leather pants, ugly leather pants. Not so ugly bad. Pants. Okay. Yeah. Okay, it's just the pants. Like, oh. what was she going to say? Right? Because Garcelle's <laughs> like, don't finish that sentence! Oh, okay, pants. It's about the pants. We're fine. I think yeah. Sutton is something else behind those scenes. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, She's Sutton's saying, just throw girl. me a bone, you know? Throw me a bone. <laughs> I feel like that's the most relatable moment that she had. She prays to God every day. <laughs> <laughs> just throw me a bone. And she opens the alcohol. I'm just like, and she's pouring it. <laughs> you wouldn't want to hurt me, would you? It's like Please, play that at my funeral. <laughs> play that at my funeral. Along with the, the charade, oh my god. Oh my god! <laughs> that was so good. <laughs> <laughs> Just because we've Please. been doing it like all week. That's <laughs> <laughs> the only reason. That was like, <laughs> like you became charade in that moment. Uh, so I'm gonna skip Lisa's package because I hate her. I'm mad at her, and I'm pissed. Wasn't even about her. It was about yeah. Amelia and Scott. I'm like, so you get nothing. You get this right here, uh, from me. Thank okay, you. bye yes. bye. Yes. Yes. So uh, then we get Kathy's package, and none of us were prepared. None of us were prepared for Kathy being an emotional wreck. Yeah. Like, first, it starts out so cute because, like, the doogie thing. And you're like, oh, my God, it's so great. And it's so great to see them making up. And then when they cut back to it and Kathy does that sound like she's crying. This is like Kathy's face when she cries is like what happens when you've put when you've done a facelift, when you've injected so much Botox, when there's a filler. Her face can't move into a crying position. So she has yeah. to, like, she has to, like, move her body to, like get the tear ducts out are you crying or like she makes us she goes she goes like (gasps) like i can't even do it like it comes from a very strange place but i was like oh god like almost for a second i thought she was having like a heart attack i was like oh she's crying got it okay now i can cry along with her Mm because she looked like a little girl who just lost her mom yesterday yeah and now it really, it. it makes sense. Like, it was like, oh, this is why Kathy just could not deal with Kyle because Kyle, here's my theory on that family. It's a little, not controversial, but it's, I just, big Kathy is notoriously a character. And did you guys see in Paris, someone did a, a book on Paris Hilton and there's a whole chapter on like big Kathy and Kathy. Did you guys see that excerpt? 
Um, no, but I, I do know that she's notorious for it. And also, like, the whole American woman thing, I'm picking up on the vibes of Big Cat. I think I'm going to find that little excerpt and post it again because everyone should see it. Whether or not it's true, but it's like, the mom was so desperate for them to be famous and be working actors and want them and wanted them to marry rich. So she kind of like pimped out Kathy. So because Kathy married Rick at 19 years old, that's a baby. And so because big Kathy was like, that's how we are going to be successful. We're going to get you guys all married off to some rich ass men. And it was like she taught these girls to be pretty fucking mean. Remember how Kyle and Kim were to Brandy at at game night? Like that's taught behavior, okay? This whole uh, clan, like, ooh, they like they were mean. Uh, so I think that Kathy, because there's a big, big enough age gap, she had a different experience, kind of like a Stockholm syndrome, where she like loved her mom regardless of how her mom was. But like Kyle came along as the youngest and had to deal with Kim's alcohol issues, and that big Kathy was like, "We don't talk about that." We just don't mm-hmm. discuss it. And so Kyle's like, okay, but like, it's a problem. And like, I'm being affected. This is a family issue, but we're just going to pretend it isn't happening. Suck it up. And I think Kyle is a little bit more resentful of her upbringing and more honest about her upbringing. But Kathy is trying to preserve this like facade. Yeah, you can tell that she wants the narrative to, you know, be a a curated, a carefully curated image. And, um, you know, as much as I love Kathy and I want her on for the next season, I want her to continue to be just a friend because she's perfect as just a friend. Don't need her to be a housewife. Um, it's kind of not hard, but it's, it's weird to see this lovable, amazing woman and then hear about Paris's upbringing because she recently spoke about um, you know, those schools that she was sent to. And we're, we have to realize that this is the woman who sent Paris Hilton to those schools. So it, her connection with Big Kathy, it's like she kind of is, you know, mm-hmm. bringing it along, like passing it down. We don't talk about those things. So it's just a hard situation all around. But I do feel so much sympathy for Kathy because it's clear that, you know, she was the closest to her mom. You know, she couldn't watch the show. Her sister has alcohol issues. They put their mess on TV, so it's a complicated mess. And I also think because she's the first child, like you always have that close relationship with your mom as the as the oldest because it's like you were there first. You're kind of growing with your parents. They're learning how to be a parent, and you're learning how they are as a parent. And then, you know, your little siblings, they get older and they get treated better. But then that's going into my personal life. Um, (laughs) No, that's absolutely right. (laughs) Exactly. But that's how it is. You get all the shit and you see all the craziness. And then it's like they get the, you know, the roses, the flowers, the toys, the parties. And you feel as the oldest, because I'm the oldest too, you feel like more responsible to your parents. Like you have to, like you just, like you said, you feel more connected, like almost like a peer compared to your younger siblings. Um, And then she's, I mean, I just, we didn't see it coming, the crying and the sobbing. And then Kyle, like, I have to say the reason Kyle is likable this season, I think, Kay, I think you said it, is because of her and Kathy having this reconciliation. If you've been watching from season one, episode one, you know that. Kyle and Kat and and Kathy have had 
a tumultuous relationship. We've never fully seen it. We've only heard about it. She wasn't invited to Nikki's wedding initially. Remember that? Like she yeah, wasn't, that was she, crazy. she could go along with Portia, but Mauricio wasn't invited. And I have a question. So you guys know why Rick was mad at Mauricio, right? Because he broke off and made the agency. Personally, I, it's not like, it's not like the Hilton family suffered financially from that, yeah. Mauricio going <laughs> off and doing it. Like, that's just kind of business. Like, you work for someone and you make connections. Like, so when I was wor- working in the restaurant world, let's put it, let's put it in like very small scale stuff. If I had met someone who was like an entrepreneur and said, you know what? You should own your own restaurant. I'll help back it. And I met that person through my restaurant. They wouldn't be like mad at me. They'd be like, okay, well, go ahead. You'll be competition now, but go ahead. So I was a little surprised that that's like the origin of their deep, long, Anger? I think that's something that we don't know. Okay. There's some. I understand that there might be a loyalty thing. Um, both Kathy and obviously Rick, like they are big on image, and that's why they're not really in the media a lot because you know they got money. So it's like um, he might be the same way. So yeah, you know, you betrayed me. That's disloyal. Y'all are on this show, but I just it has to be something else that we don't know about. I like that. Leave them with a little mystery. Like stuff. Yeah. yeah. I like Throw that. that Let's see okay. what people come back with. Yeah. If you guys have a, a a story or a conspiracy theory, hit us back on that. Yeah. I would love <laughs> to know. Um, my final thought going into this next part is I really hope they show Erica snapping on the producer in La Quinta, that like now infamous moment that we didn't get to see. Because they didn't, t- in her package, they didn't show her snapping on Garcelle. And I'm, they're doing these, like, in segments. Like, they're kind of, like, slowly giving it to Erica. So I hope they at least include her losing her damn mind like she did. And I hope right. they show that footage. Oh, I want it so bad. I want it. Right. Because everything that they've shown, that, that's the, even during the season, the never-before scenes that we get every week, it's like, why did y'all put that in there? Like, this tells so much of the story. <laughs> like, it's only like 30 seconds, but y'all are. It's and they, they break the fourth wall all the time now. So you would think that'd be like a brilliant thing to show. Like her yelling at production. Like, you knew that I said not to talk about it. You were in the van with Crystal and I. You heard me say that. And then you knew Garcelle wasn't there. So you had Garcelle ask it, not knowing it. So I would like to see that. How about you guys? What would you like to see next on the reunion? Okay, so I know that this is against everything that I've said about Erica, but like I want her to desperately, like I need her to be humble. I need her to apologize so she can come back next season because I want to see Erica next season. I don't necessarily, I don't think that it's too early for her to have a redemption storyline because we don't know the facts yet. <laughs> yeah. It won't be a redemption storyline, but I do want to see her get back up by her bootstraps and, you know, um, just get back to being like Erica Jane. And I do think that her and Marcel have, I don't know, I feel like this understanding or this relationship where they could be really good friends. And it dates back to the last season like even though she's not done Garcia, I, I hated that 
Um, and there's more to it. And, you know, obviously she's going to stick up for Dorit and all, the, all these things. But Erica and Garcelle have this potential relationship that I would like to see play out. It dates back to last season when they were talking about Black Lives Matter and how Erica's son was a police officer. And Garcelle was the only one who talked to her about it. And it was like, you would imagine these people, like, they don't have police officers like directly i don't know maybe not in their family but like their son isn't a police officer and this whole defund the police and all of that like it was crazy to think that the one who is the mother of a police officer is the one who is talking to garcelle about this issue they have this kind of like for not not a friendship but like an understanding between them that i want to get deeper into so agree with that. I totally. I'm right there with you. I I also want to see Erica back because I don't think it'll be a redemption. I think it will be us watching her unless she can find a sugar daddy to keep funding her lavish lifestyle. We might be. Oh watching well, she's her. already found found that. Is, y'all, is that, y'all legit, know that. Is that legit? I think it is. Me too. That's the word. It makes That's sense. Like it's not. Yeah. Like it's not anything that we have like solid proof on. But just people around your hood, they know. And I don't blame her. Aaron, what about you? I'd say I feel like they've covered everything. The only thing that is left is maybe like calling out Kyle for her being full of shit this whole season and starting all this shit. I would love to see Sutton call her out for it. Um, Yes. But I doubt that's going to happen. You it'll know. be like it'll give us just a tad bit of it, just enough to yeah. say that they t- they touched on it, but not too much because she's the queen. And as far as Erica Jane, I definitely think she'll be back next season, regardless. Like because this was this yeah, they're already like filming. <laughs> she made basically she birthed. You know what I heard? Leah Remini is allegedly a, a name being thrown around. I would love it. I would love it. I don't think it's true, but I would love it. Right. Because right. she's like a real comedian and she could and she's quick, so she could just like give it back and then I feel like Sutton and her would get along. I don't know why. That's just like my instinct. I feel like they're like weird mm-hmm. and she would appreciate Sutton's quirkiness. But mm-hmm. I don't think that's I could real. see it going left. Like I don't know why. I could just see it going left. If she were to join. Yeah. Like she would try as to make so, it as about far her. As her relationship with Sutton. I feel like Sutton would say something like really I don't know because Sutton's whole Sutton's whole thing is always like I want this person to like me. Yeah. And sometimes she'll like go above and beyond to make that happen that it just makes her kind of look like an asshole or like a small small town girl. <laughs> small town girl. You know? Miss small like, town. With the Scientology thing, I think that she has like their own Tom. I'm just gonna put that out there. I'm totally making it up, but Tom has been a big shot Hollywood lawyer. The Church of Scientology has been involved in so many lawsuits and so many celebrity things going on. Leah Remini absolutely knows something about someone on this cast, and I can see it either being Erica or Lisa Rinna. And if it is Erica, just know she would be like, "You ain't got nothing on me, honey." Like, <laughs> definitely nothing. 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 <laughs> Um, well, I'm going to wrap us up, you guys. This has been, I mean, it's been everything I hope for and more. It's been so fun to just dive in on every segment and get your theories. This was so much fun. It, it always feels like you're talking to friends. 
Like, yes. And just because you know, yeah, when we talk to other people who don't watch it, they're like, "What are you talking about?" I'm like, "No, you don't." Understand. I can't. They're like, acting like Kyle. They're like, "Why are you saying this? <laughs> <laughs> what does this mean?" I don't understand. All right, guys. Well, I love you. Goodbye. Love you too. Bye. Love you. Wasn't that fun? We had so much fun with them. I love them. I loved every second of it. So to follow them on Instagram, their Instagram handle is Bravo While Black, and they have the same name podcast. And if you go on their Instagram, I'm sure there's links to things, but their podcast can be found anywhere you get your podcasts. And, uh, Kaya also has a Succession podcast. I don't watch Succession, but the people that watch Succession truly are obsessed. So I actually get why she did, um, why she did one with a friend of hers. And I think that's just S-U-C-C is the podcast uh, for that one, if you're interested. Uh, but yeah, guys, thanks for tuning in. And I'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.